Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. And right now we're two excited counselors (laughs) because we just got some really great fan feedback on our Facebook page and we thought we'd share it. Yes. So um, this is from Caitlin who says on her Facebook page, hi, South African here. Love this week's topic. Which is on, well, okay. I actually, so uh, they reached out on the Insta last week. We didn't see it, but reach, send us a message again. We might've missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this story, that one was, was from uh, South Africa, right? From this last week. Yep. About King Khoisan and King the Bushmen. King yes. And you offered a video to show the correct pronunciation and we love learning and we were so excited that you shared with us. Yes. So, um, the South African term for marijuana is not Daga as I was saying it, it's Daga. I watched the informational video. Thank you, Caitlin. Yes. We love feedback and we love learning the right way to say things. (laughs) We say the wrong thing a lot. The middle of that word sounds just like a Hebrew letter. So I can say it quite easily. I cannot. So I'm probably not even going to try. You're not even going to go there. No, I'll just let, I'll just defer to you. There you go. Got it. (laughs) Great. Well, thanks for listening, Caitlin. Yeah, and you said everything's connected, and it so is. And it, is. And it made us so happy, and we had a little giggle moment. Because no, we had yeah, the thing a is, little is meltdown We have pe- people that reach out to us um, on occasion, and I love that I love that people do that, but it's like the realization that it's not just the, it, you know, my dad. And Paul and your aunt. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that those numbers actually mean people <laughs> really it's the wind beneath our wings it, it makes it all <laughs> worthwhile it's it's yeah, nice it's nice yeah well here's a pineapple cake for you thank you this is, is a lunar new year treat is it so is it specific to lunar new year or is it yeah so is there a story behind that that you're gonna tell me um no let's just eat it and enjoy it oh. hopefully you'll like it Okay, I'm gonna eat it. Um, who should go first? I don't remember. And I was kind of thinking it's my turn, but I was kind of also thinking it's kind of gross. Is it? Ooh, I got a smell. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? Oh, I hadn't eaten one. The before. package looks cute. I know. My mom just sent me this. It kind of smells. In the mail, they arrived yesterday. <sighs> But remember that time she sent me that box of moldy yes. homemade fudge? Yes. Or no, truffle. She has the best intentions. I, know. I mean, this it's kind really, of smells like my shoes. It's lovely like the packaging. inside of my shoe. It smells like maybe it's past its uh, best buy date. Do I have to bite it? No, I would not bite it. Thank you. <laughs> if I drop dead, <laughs> keep that as evidence to take to the hospital. I'm totally the person who, so I, I had someone make me um, Mexican hot chocolate and that was like their um, like family tradition made from scratch and they made it for me and I took a drink of it 
and I almost threw it up, but I choked it down and I kept drinking. I was like, mm, it's so good. I was trying to be so polite. And they were like, what, what? And I was like, it's just a little bitter. And they were like, it shouldn't be bitter. And they took a drink of it and they realized that the milk they'd used was expired. Oh, rancid milk. And I was just trying to be polite. And that's the situation. No, you're doing the right thing. I get you don't it know. Like, I'll, I'll take one for the team. To, maybe, for... maybe the tradition is a bitter milk. Yeah, maybe this is supposed to taste like like this maybe it is i don't know <laughs> maybe that pineapple cake is supposed to smell like foot <laughs> i'm gonna check in with my mom about that <laughs> so do you want to go first i would love to go first all right take it away let's do this and you, do we have check-ins i know we i don't know do uh we? my only check-in is i'm reading a, a twisted book called verity it's like a psychological mm. thriller i'm i'm in it in the middle so i don't know what's going to happen mm. but it's pretty good it's exciting it's twisted twisted yeah mm. i'll like tell that. you at the end if i recommend it to you or not it sounds good it all it's all about the ending to me i don't like the books that just end before i feel like they're done oh you, you're you oh, that's you probably don't like the haruki marikami recommendations and because they're kind of like like you end and and you're not really sure what happened really well, i like closure yeah i like yeah. epilogue upon epilogue i like a book that makes me like question my place in the universe and what anything means anymore <laughs> well i'm fine with left pondering mm -hmm. but i don't like it when i feel like they ended it too soon that's one reason I really like Stephen King books because he goes on and on I, and on. So I'm more of a Dean Koontz fan because I like his succinct writing better. <laughs> Stephen King, like, I like the concept of it, but his writing gets so dry for me. I'm like, okay, stop describing the leaf on the corner of the screen. Like, what? Or, why? I don't need to know the all the pavement indents before you get to the hero standing on in the precipice of the whatever. I think that's why I like it. It's just too much. I get my money's worth. Well, uh, Are you ready? Don't look. I don't know why that stressed me out so much. <laughs> I think I was excited about the pineapple. I was really cake. excited about it too because and now I feel the wrapping is gorgeous. It is really pretty and I feel disappointed. And I feel a bit misled. Can I just share that I feel like you lied to me? I lied to myself. I, I was uh, diving into mine at the same time. You were giving me a cake and then you took it away. Well, I mean, you can try it. Maybe you like I don't it. Want to. My son, I asked him because he had some out of the box. I caught a whiff. And, and I said, is it good? And he said, yeah. So now I'm going to have to question him He must have later. COVID still. He can't take <laughs> I'm gonna have to interrogate him. I'm, I'm questioning his judgment, to be honest, right now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Maybe it's like when we found the chocolate in the like the cooking chocolate scenario. He was just happy to get a sweet. Yeah, maybe that's all. Yeah. Is. Isn't he an adult now? He is. He's yeah, 18 okay. now. No excuse. You excited about this? Yeah, do it. It's action oriented. Like the air punching that's okay. happening. Let me take a sip of wine first. Just a sip. Okay. Base jumping. What do you know? Off of high places into low places. <laughs> Am I right? That's, yeah, that's great. It in a nutshell, I guess that's I'm done. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> All right, let's dive in. Literally? Base jumping. When it first like started to gain in popularity. I was super interested in it and I probably would have done it. Yeah, of 
course you when would. I was younger teenager I would just jump off stuff but you won't get on a plane no that was pre-fear oh yeah, yeah yeah I had zero fear I would just jump off stuff that nobody else had even jumped off of before I mean I could have died many times it just goes into like Darwinian model for me there at that point of like it's fine I loved it I felt like I was living off. life so I think I honestly probably would have tried it, but um, yeah, my life took a different direction. Would you have jumped out of a plane at that time? I never had a desire to do that. This base jumping though intrigued me yeah. because when it first started coming out, it was so punk rock. So hardcore. It was so like illegal. <laughs> we know you're drawn to the illegals. Yes, I was drawn to the illegals. I was an illegal eagle. <laughs> So base is an acronym and it stands for building, antenna, span, or earth. So span is a bridge, earth is like a cliff, mm. antenna is an antenna, a building is a building. Great, thank you. Those four together make a base. So that's why it's called base jumping. Ah, see, I, I just thought it was like, there's a base you jump off of. I was, go, I was being very simplistic about it's it. It's double meaning. Wow. It's an acronym that actually is a word this in is itself. a really deep sport. Is it a sport? Is it, it in is the Olympics? A sport. No. Okay. It doesn't have to be in the Olympics. It's on to be a roller sport. derby terms then. I was just, yeah, no, I don't think it has we to don't, be. We don't need the Olympics to provide us with recognition. No. All right. Here's a brief history of base jumping for you. That acronym was coined by filmmaker Carl Bonish. He was the real catalyst behind modern base jumping. And in 1978, he filmed the first base jumps to be made using ram air parachutes. So that's these kind of parachutes. They're like the mm -hmm. like smaller kind, not like they're like rectangular versus like. Like if I was going to draw a parachute, it would look like, you know, more like an ice cream cone shape at the top ice cream. You mean more like a hot air balloon? Yes, okay. I think more like that. Okay. I feel like I don't have enough base knowledge here. So this is the Ram Air Parachute and he used me. free fall tracking technique. She's like, we're never going to get. So think fall. about Tom Cruise. Why? You know how he loves jumping out of planes? Like Does all he? The time. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. He loves oh. jumping out of planes. See, I don't have base knowledge. You know how like we might enjoy walking around the block. Tom Cruise has that same love of jumping out of planes. Okay. So think about before they pull the chute, mm -hmm. like when he's in a movie and he's like aiming his body around and yeah. like just kind of steering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's tracking, Ooh. free fall tracking. This fellow, Carl Bonish, was um, the, the first one to make films of these base jumps doing this. So using oh. that kind of parachute and the free fall tracking technique. Which you do see in movies a lot, but yeah. Yeah, usually from planes though. And he did this jumping off of El Capitan in Yosemite mm -hmm. in California, where I got this big scar, side note, on my face. Wait, really? You don't, you don't know this big scar right here on the side of my head? No, you your eyebrow covers it. Partially. But then I have weird, oh. thick eyebrow that grows in it that I hate, and I pluck <laughs> it out. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I got my head Sorry. split open by a boulder and I had to get stitched up by a park ranger. How did it, how did you get using it by deer a boulder? Sinew. Wait, wait. I mean, wait. that last part was exaggerated, but 
I do think that the scar would have been a lot less if it wasn't a park ranger stitch up. Really? Yeah. You didn't trust their first aid experience? Well, I just don't think it's the same as if I went to, say, an L.A. plastic surgeon. I think that scar would be a lot less. Yeah, but you wouldn't have gone to an L.A. plastic surgeon either. Well, I couldn't. I'm Probably in went Yosemite. To ur- urgent care. Well, I'm in the park and I needed yeah. help because I was bleeding so profusely be out my head. Fucking grateful. <laughs> and take your scar with pride. Yeah. Okay, go on. I, I do. I take my TBI with pride. First of many <laughs> massive concussions I got in my life. While base jumps had been made prior to that time, the El Capitan activity was really considered the birth of base jumping. It's significantly more dangerous than jumping out of an airplane skydiving. Really? Way more dangerous. Why? Well, we'll get into that. Okay. Base jumping did grow out of skydiving. Okay. Okay. So it came after. It grew out of that. It's baby. Yeah, skydiving is like baby base jumping. Okay. Base jumps are generally made from a much lower altitude than skydives. Okay. Part of why okay. it's so dangerous. Well, ground is sooner. Ground is way sooner. Way sooner. <laughs> Less response time, I would guess. And another element of the danger is base jumps take place closer to the thing that you're jumping off of. Yeah. Oh, so you could like swing into said thing by accident. Versus a plane, Mm. they just have air all around you. That just made me think, I saw a video of a guy who, like a a diver going off the end of the boat and he didn't push off far enough. And so a wave came in, it like sucked him under the boat because he was like, you, how far you jump out impacts every, because air and water and fire. So that's just a couple of the reasons that it's more dangerous. I'll be getting into more as we go along. Great. I'm super into this right now. It's exciting. I'm so excited. Because base jumps generally entail slower air speeds than typical skydives because of the low altitude. Base jumpers rarely achieve terminal velocity, which I had to look up. What does that even mean? That's the maximum speed an object can come to falling through the air okay so any object that's this is where we get into the feather versus the ball of paper scenario yes so faster and terminal velocity here is 120 miles per hour 120 base jumpers don't reach that because they're not jumping from as high of a height as Mm -hmm. skydivers so skydivers will reach that because Higher air speeds enable jumpers to have more aerodynamic control of their bodies, as well as more positive and quick parachute openings. The longer the delay, the better. So that's part of that danger. Gotcha. So if you are way high up in the air, jumping out of a plane, you have a parachute mishap, you have time to kind of like fuck around with it. Yeah. Like, oh, this got wrapped around my arm. Yeah. Let me unwrap that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen them like- That makes sense. They fly towards each other. They hold hands. They make designs in the air. Yeah. There's a lot of time to do those types of things. (laughs) You know what I mean? I get it. I just imagine like crocheting. Those air people doilies in the air. Doilies, (laughs) cuddling, Netflix and chill. Exactly. I'm sure people have had sex in the sky. How? I don't know. They'd have to like 
I'm sure somebody's at least tried. They'd have to. I am not drunk enough for this conversation, (laughs) but I feel like I can go there. Like they would have to have equipment out and accessible before they jumped. There'd be some pre-planning for sure. There'd be a very cooperative pilot (laughs) allowing this to happen. I know somebody has tried it. Uh, What? I know in my heart. Oh, oh, I was like, that's a disclosure. No, in my heart. I know. You Okay. I know how people are. Yeah. I'm sure it's a TikTok challenge. Oh God. (laughs) No. The two major differences between skydiving and base jumping are that base jumpers have just one parachute, that Ram Air parachute I showed you, as opposed to two for skydivers. Skydivers have the main canopy, which I learned is what you call your parachute, and a backup reserve in case of malfunctions. Mm. And base jumpers are significantly closer to the ground upon exit, so that's when you jump off. no, I think exit is when you land. There was a lot of new terminology. Yeah, and I see exit like you hit the wing and then exit out. I think out. exit is when you land and entry is at the top. Because you don't land. Oh, wait, do you land like with a parachute? Well, you do am land. I, am I thinking? Eventually. Well, I was thinking almost like bungee jumping. No bungee. There's no bungee. Okay, that's helpful for me. In fact, I'm sure base jumpers <laughs> think bungee jumpers are like the lamest. <laughs> It's like us and uh, rollerbladers. Yes. <laughs> rollerbladers and 80s sportswear in g- large groups. I love me some 80s sportswear. Watch it, Macy. <laughs> You're all about that. That uh, What's that color scheme? What would that even be? What, 80s? Yeah. It was either neon or like red, black, and white. Yes, yes, yes. It's critical for base jumpers having just a few hundred feet versus thousands of feet to control as many elements as possible. That's well, this critical. is much scarier now because I think before I did have this like bungee image and now I, I'm recalling videos I've seen where it is like off of something and it looks scary. It looks Throw it really away. scary. Throw it away. Throw, it away. Throw that image away, God. please. It's trash. <laughs> trash. Okay. Uh, Guinness Book of Records listed a base jumping record with Carl Bonish's 1984 leap from the Troll Wall in Norway, Trollvegen. Wow. It was described as the highest base jump. That jump was made two days before Bonish's death at the same Mm. site. What? Okay. That was my, like, when I learned how to rock climb, every place I went, it was like, cool but then it was followed by a story of how like the founder died like setting the hooks or whatever the story was and it's like this doesn't make me feel better mm-hmm. that the founder died there it's not like comforting. maybe that was a sign i mean i'm always like hey at least you died doing what you love you know but that almost has a point and you know like to a point yeah. as we'll see as i get into this on July 8th, 2006, Captain Daniel G. Schilling set the Guinness record for the most base jumps in a 24-hour period. Schilling jumped okay. off the Perrin Bridge in Idaho Falls. Oh, shout out to, to us, Idaho. 201 times in 24 hours. That sounds very tiring. I'm That's sure. a lot of repacking your shoot <laughs> and climbing back up the hill. Yeah. He didn't just have new shoots ready. He didn't I doubt have he had 200. 201 shoots ready. 
I mean, maybe add some sponsors. I don't know. Base jumping as a sport has evolved over time and from jumping from an object with no specialized clothing and opening a parachute to land safely on the ground to now having very specialized clothing, highly technical clothing that allows you to flying squirrel through the air. That's amazing, first of all. And I would love to squirrel fly through the air. Would you? I would, but not from height. Can I start from my roof to practice? (laughs) I don't (laughs) think that's enough time. You have to have enough time to be able to, to get have the lift. air beneath my wings. Yes, to have Can the I wind read beneath your wings. Podcast comments to get the air beneath my wings. <laughs> yeah, to might, squirrel fly. That might give you some lift. Hmm. Base jumping instructors tend to demand at least 200 skydives before bringing on a new student. Hmm. However, many experienced jumpers would suggest you have hundreds more skydives than that. Wow. So they want you to be like an expert in skydiving. There's very few things I do hundreds of times. Skydiving helps you to work on needed skills in a much more controlled environment. You can practice exiting from the plane until you're stable immediately on exit. You can practice precision piloting skills by picking out a specific spot on the ground and aiming for it. And you can also use a wind tunnel, which is a training tool for skydivers. I mean, that all sounds really cool if, if the consequences weren't death. Well, skydiving is much safer than base jumping. Much, much, much safer. So that's why they want you to really hone your skills mm-hmm. with skydiving before you even it's all about having attempt the, to do base jumping. To make a correction. That's part of it. Only once you're an experienced skydiver, then you can seek out your base first jump course. And many of these courses start out at bridges such as Perrin and Falls in Twin Falls, Idaho. So that's local. It's a 486 foot bridge that spans the Snake River. Mm. In the US, base jumping is banned at all national parks, but is allowed in Bureau of Land Management and US Forest Service spaces, spaces, as well as the Perrin Bridge in Twin Falls, Idaho, And once a year, the New River Gorge Bridge in Fayetteville, West Virginia. Here's a picture of the Perrin Bridge. Wow. In Idaho, crossing the Snake River. Yeah, that looks scary. (laughs) But that's a like base jumper, base jumper training ground. Is it because there's water? It's a little it's very open. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not gonna swing in and hit anything because there's air under the bridge. Yeah. Okay. I found an amazing website called the Base Fatality List. This website is really well done. And the purpose is for education, not for like shock value. It's not like or exploitation. When I looked up the Wikipedia list of shark deaths in the US. This website, yeah, is meant for education. Okay. It currently has 420 names mm. of people that have died base jumping since it began documenting in 1981. 2016 was the deadliest year on record with 37 deaths. Huh, interesting. The base fatality list tracks what type of suit the jumper wore when they were killed. Oh. For last year, 2021, 
the most recent complete year on site, one wore a tracking suit, three wore a one-piece tracking suit, and I'll get into what these are, seven were wearing wingsuits, and 10 wore slicks. Hmm. Most of the people that died last year wore slicks, second most were wearing wingsuits. A tracking suit is a more body contoured shape. It's for beginners. Mm -hmm. And this jumping with this kind of suit propels you forward using your body to give you maximized distance Mm -hmm. while allowing your arms and legs to move freely. So you're not locked into a shape at all. Okay. A one piece tracking suit is similar, but one piece. Like a bathing suit. Now let's get into wingsuits. This is like you're I think wearing, I've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, like a big high rectangle. It's very flying squirrel-like. Yeah. So this, it's connected underneath the arms when you have your arms out. Superhero costume. It's way more advanced. Squirrel and it, girl. Perfect. <laughs> it allows you to soar almost like a bird. The air pushed down by the underside of the wingsuit mm-hmm. when you're laid out horizontal creates lift. A wingsuiter can speed or slow their descent by changing their angle of attack. If your head is more face down, you're going to go faster. Mm-hmm. If, if you lift your body up more. I can see that being hard to control if you're not experienced. Exactly. That's yeah. why they want you to skydive for a thousand years first in your squirrel suit because you know flying squirrels have their whole lives to practice that shit well that's actually true um skydivers that wear wingsuits there's like almost no fatalities hmm. interesting it's important to remember that when flying a wingsuit an individual is always falling there can be a misconception wait wait does this wait okay pause does this person also have a parachute in their wingsuit? Well, yeah, that's how you land. Okay, okay, you okay. Just that's I <laughs> slam into the ground. I wanted to make sure I had the picture right. So when, <laughs> but the fun of this, the draw of this, is the time between when I, you jump and when I you land. I pictured me landing, like running really fast, like no, 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 no. All right, sorry. You want to prolong that time in the air because that's where you're having fun. And then you're not a superhero, so you parachute to land This is the closest thing to human-powered flight there is in the universe right now. That's amazing. Yeah. Are you going to do it? No, not anymore. I mean, if if I could fly to California for two hours, then maybe we'll consider base jumping. I like that it's that big of a, like a jump i'm gonna get you on a plane and then we're basically <laughs> do you know my biggest biggest fear is is i've seen so many videos maybe not so many probably one video where someone did like a bungee jump and they shat themselves Ew. yes well but that's my fear is like if i do this am i gonna just like have no control and excrement all over the you place could. it's highly possible and then someone's gonna p- post it all over the medias maybe it's like marathon running gingerbread man just get it out I need my aerodynamics. Wingsuit flyers are using their skills to artfully control and prolong the descent. From what I read, it looks like they're able to turn, but that's an illusion. You're not really able to turn. 
you're able to just artfully control. Wait, so because turning it's flying with style, like they say in Toy Story, so falling with style. Turning is changing your direction. So you can't change your direction, but you can steer your path. Yeah. Is this like a bigger life message? Well, like if you wanted to just like go around a sharp corner. Oh, I you you're can't. not gonna be able to do that. You're pretty much effed. You're gonna hit the mountain. You're gonna hit the mountain. Okay. So we just need to remember how Buzz Lightyear used to go. Falling with style. Slicks. The most people died wearing slicks last Don't year. Don't wear slicks. Don't do it. This is free falling without a wingsuit or, or tracking. So suit. is it just normal clothes? Just whatever you're wearing. <gasps> yeah, Rebels. free falling. Yeah, that's called falling. Oh. <laughs> well, you still have a parachute. Or a canopy. I'm sorry. There was so much lingo. I had to look up so much. Like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Because when you go to their actual websites for the people of the base jumping world, I'm sure there's nothing ton. is defined. It's all like abbreviations and it's acronyms like rock, and it terms. It is like rock climbing. They're in their own world for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that mean? What's that? Yeah. 2016, as I mentioned, brought a record number of people dying by base jumping. 24 of the 37 who died were doing wingsuit jumps and that brought a heightened focus to the sport. Mm -hmm. You can filter the records on the BFL by lots of different things, gender, age, and cause of death, such as unable to pull, mm -hmm. drowning, electrocution, fall before jump, and canopy entanglement. All of this sounds horrible. It's horrible. I mean, this is gonna, I still say per our experiences on the podcast, fire's still number one. Falling to my death, maybe number two. Is that your number two? I feel like car accident, like horrible car accident where you're in there. Like where you're, or you get like a, you know, a, a pole. Yeah, that's hot, like impaled. Yeah. I feel like I would rather be impaled by a pole through my brain than watch my death coming and then. Hit if a I'm rock. ever driving down the freeway and there are poles in front of me, I will not oh, no. drive behind that. Yeah, vehicle. if there's anybody that's like, I don't think you secured your load. I will <laughs> pass them doing 90. Logs too. If I try logs. to not go behind logging or next to, next to is yes, really I try to get past, you know, I've watched too much Final Destination and this and this podcast i sent you the video of the elevator thing yesterday of these people being like the elevator or not the escalator elevator, sorry wow it's, it's similar really it's similar they both start escalator with e. things and it was going really fast but there were so many people on it they were just getting That's piled exactly they were getting piled at the bottom and then you could all of a sudden start hearing people scream yeah. and it's like okay this thing that almost started as being funny all of a sudden becomes a crisis really fast no it's not funny oh i got goosebumps people maybe die. maybe escalators <laughs> number two escalators falling to my death you know what, people? We warn you on this podcast. Yeah, we, we're trying was, to keep you safe. We warned you. Like, listen to the podcast about escalators. Yep. We talk about the potential warning signs, and I watch for them. Ours in the U.S. are when I went to Spain, when I went to Europe. Theirs are much better in most of the countries. The U.S. is where I saw the most. Like, oh, that is clearly missing a part. That piece is pulled up. That tread is like getting caught on stuff. U.S. 
was worse than anywhere else. And technology wise, the other ones were better. Like they had lights on them and like clear safety things. Sorry, those people listen, listen to our escalator. Wine fueled tangent. I'll tell you the top three causes of death. Impact subterminal near exit. 67 of the 420 deaths. Are you going to explain what these mean? I will. Thank you. After. That's fine. Object strike (laughs) under canopy. 70. And I had to look up canopy because to me, I thought trees. Oh, I was thinking the canopy of the parachute. No, I was thinking, you know, like the rainforest canopy. Like somehow they got under there. Or yeah, like okay. something with the yeah, trees, but no, it's the parachute thing. Okay, I was right. Number one, 133 of the 420 deaths were impact impact in terminal free fall. I will define those after I tell you some of the others. Low pull, that means you pulled your parachute too late. I mean, that just sucks. That was number four. Because like once that happens, you're just screwed. There's no coming back from a a low pull. No. It's already Um, too late. It's already too late. It's literally the definition. Yeah. I looked up the great book of base to figure out what those three things meant, those top three. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you? <laughs> and apparently, I didn't save it because it's not here. <laughs> Shall we guesstimate? Impact subterminal. I'm assuming that means right before you're gonna land. I'll take your judgment for it. You learned more about it than I did. So, object strike under canopy. Maybe like they hit something. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's while you have your canopy and you're still floating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then impact and terminal free fall. I'm going to say that's before you've released your canopy and you hit something. But not a a low pull. It's not about like, oh, you didn't pull in time. You (coughs) You haven't got there yet. Yeah, you hit and got. You hit something before that. Unable to pull because of that. Yeah. You weren't at that point yet. Yeah. 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 We're pros. It's fine. We're extrapolating. Context clues. Extrapolating all over the place. You can filter the base fatality list by age and gender this is a sport dominating probably not surprisingly by young men and the fatalities are representative 389 of the 420 have been men aged 22 to 37 years old i read something once that women who women who had not had a baby yet were more likely to be willing to put themselves in a dangerous situation than someone who had a baby already. And they were talking about how genetically, like, because you haven't put your genes into the world that you may be predispositioned to not go into harmful situations. Yeah. I mean, I can trace back when I started. (laughs) Does it have something to do with my uterus? Yeah. I mean, I think that's when my fear started to develop. Did it? Yeah. After I had kids. I, I definitely was way more, I mean, I don't say it wasn't right away. It was yeah. a gradual thing. Yeah. You gradually got old. I gradually got fearful 
that's yeah it's fearful but i still did you know dangerous things for a long time i did roller derby for god's sake that's true i may not be the best judge because i did roller derby too so i don't view it as like dangerous (laughs) well we did it for a long time most people don't do it though that's because true. it's dangerous. And we've seen many people like just straight up first practice snap their leg. Snap their leg right in we, front of us. We've seen that. And you can hear it too. It's a snap. And then the screams that follow scare away any other newbie. Can never freshman. erase those no, dying no. cat sounds from my brain. <laughs> a beginner <laughs> level for base jumping is considered an experienced skydiver with at least 200 skydives. Okay. Intermediate. And this would be before to a, attempt to fly in inter, intermediate level suit. You should have all of the above skills plus at least 350 skydives with over a hundred of them being in a beginner suit and then advanced at least 450 skydives. So really what that data is telling you is the experience level of who died. Experience helps. Yes. But yeah. it doesn't make you immune. No. There are inherent risks in a low base jump. It's part of why it's so dangerous. A standard free fall time during base jumps in the US will range from one to 10 seconds. And that depends on the height of the object you leap from. The taller the object, the longer free fall you would get. Longer free fall and taller jumps aren't always safer, just as lower jumps aren't necessarily more dangerous. Yeah, I could see that like with the bridge, right? Like the bridge has the more open area, mm-hmm. the freedom to swing underneath if something goes wrong, water, where if even if it's lower, if it's just rock and like side walls, mm-hmm. you're a little more screwed if something goes wrong. Even an antenna. I an think antenna. about people getting tangled antennas, in that. Antennas. The hidden. That's what I thought about jumping yeah. off of. An antenna? Yeah. Wait. Off of an antenna? Mm-hmm. That's the A in base jump. So you jump off of an antenna. Yeah, you climb up it. Is it antennae? No, that would be plural. I would just so jump, be jump off one. One. Thank you. <laughs> Each individual wait, object. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Die, like a die is one dice. Is no, a die is one uh-huh. singular, but dice, dice is, is pull. Yeah. So antennae would be a singular. Antenna would be multiple. Okay, whatever. No, am I right? I don't know. Okay. I. I Someone correct us. Don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Nor does it matter. <laughs> I'll just say it's really hot in here. One antenna versus multiple antennae. It feels right in my mouth. I mean, I think it feels right in your mouth too. <laughs> and that's all that really matters <laughs> is the comfort of my mouth. Me too, especially after <laughs> these pineapple cakes. I'm the your, one that ate it. Your mouth was accosted. <laughs> Keep in mind. I rustled the yeah. smells came out. <laughs> Generally speaking, safety comes from separation. Of what? From you and the object you jump off of. Okay. And separation is a result of time spent in the air. That's the diver not pushing off far enough to get far enough away. Got it. That's right. That's right. The biggest risk factor associated with jumping low objects is the potential for an object strike. If for some reason the parachute does not open perfectly, your body is closer to the object 
the time a jumper has to correct the problem is very short and the potential for an object strike is increased. When you're saying very short, how much, how many seconds do I got? Between one and 10 seconds on average. Well, that sucks. From start to finish. No, like I jump off and then I have 10 seconds to save my own life at, at if that. That's why this is an extreme sport. It's not for the, everybody. And you need your practice. That's what I'm learning from this is that you must. You need to get experience. So I think my inner rebellion is like, yeah, but what if I just wanted to? I mean, no one's going to stop you. Yeah, but my father, probably my father would literally smart. drive here and pull me out of this room. Well, if you don't tell him. It's probably, he's going to hear this next week. <laughs> I have to do it in a week. When your body and parachute hit an object, not only does the jumper suffer from the initial out impact, but there's the possibility of getting hung up on a snag point and dangling hundreds of feet in the air by something that could give away at any given time. This leaves the jumper suspended in the air waiting for no, rescue. Nope. If the jumper doesn't get hung up, they will likely strike the object multiple times on the way down before hitting the ground with incredible force. Usually fatal, probably. No, thanks been fun good yep. luck ideally a jumper would open high enough to have the ability to fix any potential issues and still have time to safely make their way to the landing area was there a percentage of those like so you shared the number of deaths is was there a percentage that survived like do we know the total number is it hard to get that data i don't think we can get that data i don't think people are like logging all their jumps into a database yeah yeah because especially probably since it's hard like not many places i bet you there's a lot of secretive jumps that happen yeah well i mean people are just doing their thing it's like when i go out for a jog i'm not locking it in an Why international not? database maybe you should because what if something cares. happens i want to know what tracksuit you were wearing so i never wear that tracksuit ever again well how about i just text you just never wear house? a tracksuit and then i can wear <laughs> tracksuits the rest of my life deal deal don't text me before you leave the house i mean we you already know what i'm wearing no we've done that before for dangerous <laughs> to text me <laughs> before you enter a dangerous situation that way if you don't respond i can call the police okay. In 2021, more people died wearing a slick than a wingsuit. Yes. The sport loses every year at least a few of its biggest, best, and current stars. Which means experienced people are dying. Yep. So there must be a factor of chance. In I mean, there is. Well, it's an inherently risky activity. So it's not just like, oh, you're a beginner, and so beginners don't know. It's also that wind gust made it impossible for you to do the thing that you needed to do even as an expert insiders of the sport say the main dangers in wingsuit base jumping come from a widespread misconception about personal skill people think they are better at it than they are <laughs> and a lack of education because few are teaching mm -hmm. and few are, are giving enough importance to learning Wingsuit base jumping is so elite, quote unquote, and special that many participants feel they have already achieved a level that makes them an experienced jumper just because they are doing the activity. So in and of itself, doing it gotcha. makes people feel that they are special. It's that, um, yeah, they, yeah. I'm just going to call it what it is. They get an ego. 
It's as though putting on a wingsuit and jumping from a cliff makes you feel so special that your ego stops you from admitting that you're a beginner and are constantly in danger of making a fatal mistake. We're doing something that is inherently dangerous and there is not much formal formal training available, especially when the skilled people have passed away. Yeah, I mean, passed away. Worse, many people are confusing themselves by thinking they have enough experience and knowledge to do what they see in videos. So social Mm -hmm. media is is to blame for part of this. And I thought this was a great quote by that same guy. Fuck the internet experts. (laughs) Just because they can't do it it doesn't mean it's impossible or suicidal. Avoid forums. They contain mostly bullshit. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to show you a video. Are you going to post this for people on our Facebook? Sure. If you're listening on Podbean, please join us on our Facebook page. Deeply the, group. Di- the group, Deeply Disturbing Things podcast group. I don't know. Is that what it's called? Sure. Okay, watch I'm going to watch this video. I'm this watching. is on the GoPro channel. He's on YouTube. his wingsuit. He has a wingsuit. Yep. The yellow. That looks oh, instant anxiety. Oh my gosh. My heart. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> so he's jumped off this cliff flying very close to it has a gopro on his head so we're yeah. seeing his point of view mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is terrifying he stays very close look to the at rock. how ah! narrow no! he's going through a very narrow valley with oh my gosh you know, trees, trees and rocks. rocks on either side oh my gosh you almost hit that one. Oh. <laughs> i can't handle this but at the same time can you see the allure like i can't so actually this, this is a crazy adrenaline this rush reminds me. me a bit of like when i go snowboarding because you're on a big cliff you see and you, you have to adapt quickly except you're um, in the air well, yeah no <laughs> like that's why i'm like f no to this because look at that guy that's terrifying i at least want a board connected to my feet so i can just fail safe on my butt <laughs> That uh, was an expert, huge star in the world of base jumping. He looked Graham like an expert. Dickinson. That video was from 2015. I believe he died the next year or the year after. Oh my gosh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ghosts. All these ghosts in the air. What do they do? Where, where do they go? It's just sad it is sad one base jumper lost both her husband mario richard and ex-husband dean potter to wingsuit base jumping need to get into a new hobby and she said flying has given me the best things in my life and has also taken them away flying has brought me more pain than anything else it has also saved my life and brought me more happiness than anything else Mm. everything has to balance this degree of trade-off is not worth it for everyone but we are not all the same person, which I can completely a hundred percent relate totally to. Relatable. Yeah, that sounds like derby to me. That part of like it becomes a family, like the hurts, the bruises, the pain, like it doesn't matter. It's all worth it. It's all balancing your own personal mm-hmm. risk and relo- rewards. Mm-hmm. And for base jumping, the rewards are so insane, but the risks are also so insane. Yeah, I mean it sounds really scary. I won't lie. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it at all. Well, you don't have to do it. <laughs> Good. Um, honestly, yeah, like I get it's fun to be like, would you do it? But I honestly wouldn't do it. I'd ride on a plane, but I wouldn't do that. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't do it right now anymore, of course. But at one time I would have. I would have <sighs> jumped off an antenna, fucking punk rock, 
Fuck you to everybody. Flip off fingers on both hands. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have done that. I really wouldn't have. That was not crazy. I wouldn't. I once in the Bay Area was driving on the BART train. Looked out. I've I've at least been on the BART train. That's all I can say. Because that was how I used to go to the city with my friend and would always see these like big pits of water. I don't even know what they were for. When I was a teenager, like 15 probably. And I'm like, we're going to go break in there and jump off those. And we did. (laughs) I mean, broke into a place. I don't even know if that water was toxic. Like nobody knew what was going on, but this was my idea. And I just loved it. It was so fun. It was such a rush. My idea of of being a rebel was probably freshman year in college when my friends and I went to a park once and like drank a beer or two. Like that's literally wow. You just judged me. I saw it on your face. Wow. I know. I know. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Anxious counselors. This is why I'm gonna you, write my memoir. We are very I like what that quotes. I don't even know why I grabbed the mic. So <laughs> I I like the quote she said. We're all different people. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has to make their own personal decisions. Okay. And I'm not going to judge that if somebody, like we've always said, if it's, you know, whatever gets you through the night, as long as it's not hurting other people. Unless it's derby and it's consent, consensual. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to talk about Jeffrey Bezos of Amazon. Oh no. I'm gonna, I'm going to go there. not pollute my space. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Because he like flew to space and it irritated me. I know. Me. So I'm gonna talk about Jeffrey Bezos in a in a nutshell. Like why has space flight I'm so turned glad into this a rich white guy activity? I'm like so, it bothers me so much. I'm so glad it bothers you. Okay, so I mean let me get in here. Go ahead. They're Jerry. just gonna talk. leave the planet to die, and they're gonna be able to just start their own rich white guy empire somewhere right i hate that yeah no you got the gist of it i hate them until next time <laughs> everything's and connected yet, i still got an amazon delivery today i hate myself me too i hate myself i hate myself <laughs> he's created too good of a product oh, okay so here we go Whew. let's first start with how much money does jeff bezos have to really make you know really get that salt a lot he has a net worth of 197 billion dollars is he like the third richest as of december 23rd 2021 so that's like a newish number they expect in 2025 like that range that he'll be the first trillionaire but gates is still richest right um i'm pretty sure jeff overseeded him at some point Mm, could be wrong but oh, somewhere right sorry, Bill. lost your wife and your ranking wow i mean sure <laughs> not low below wow <laughs> so 11 percent. his he has 11 percent of the amazon stock um that's the majority of his wealth so that can fluctuate which does impact his ultimate wealth but still blah um <laughs> this is why i wanted to go second so i could have my wine to really articulate this 
Is it wrong yeah. that I'm eyeing my pineapple cake and really yes. wanting to try it again? Don't, I mean, maybe you should. Some maybe things need a second chance. We try right now. This is now the time. Maybe that's it, mine, but you can do it because I'm not going to touch it again because I'll eat mine. I watch other people eat the poison berries. First. I mean, it honestly smells a little better now. Maybe this needs to be son, aerated. Was your son drunk when he ate these? He doesn't drink. He's a uh, straight edge. Oh, I didn't know that. Because he's a an athlete anymore. and a scholar. Oh. Oh, no, it's still bad. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Your face. I was so hopeful. I just spit all over the <laughs> Still bad. You're my best friend. We'll just tuck that away <laughs> and back I, in its package. I appreciate you so much. I'm crying and I can't see my screen anymore. Okay. Thank God for wine chasers. <laughs> Mistakes can be made by anyone, even. Um, even you <laughs> all right how much do you think he makes in a day then because i think people like lose they go billions of dollars or trillions they don't fully understand what that means no. what does that mean so what does it mean what do you think he makes in a day i don't know should i just throw out a guess just throw out a guess just twenty five thousand a day do you think he makes twenty five thousand a day i'm just guessing. you really think that i'm just you really think that no not anymore Three hundred and twenty-one million dollars a day. A day. I don't even know how you would spend that. I mean, he finds ways. Point, I'll give you that. At some point, <laughs> it stops. It has to stop mattering. Matters? You have to live your life and not just accumulate wealth. Well, okay, so we'll get to all that. But yes, yeah, so just to put that in context, three hundred and twenty-one million dollars a day. This man makes. I, I like, like the sound that makes sense. If I won the lottery and won a million dollars, I could live well the rest of my life. Absolutely. In one day. I mean, I live well now and I don't have any millions of dollars. You live, you live now. I, I've always believed. Maybe just living now is good enough from the, your base jumping topic. Well, I've always believed that in living richly and that that has nothing to do with your wealth. That no, living I agree. richly I agree. is has always been something that my family has valued. So companies that Jeff Bezos kind of has, Amazon, obviously, um, he's also invested in Twitter, Uber, Airbnb, Business Insider, numerous other kind of side projects, but he also owns, he owns Amazon Washington Post and space exploration company Blue Origin. Mm. <laughs> okay, so... Bezos did lose. Okay, okay. So Elon Musk in 2021 won richest man over him. Okay. Okay. So he's the second richest. And the only other individual on the planet with a net worth that hovers around $200 billion. It's also important to keep in mind that the vast majority of both of those men's fortunes are derived from unrealized assets. So what this means is that he could easily, you know, exceed Musk's, Elon Musk's wealth. It's all based on stocks. So it could change and fluctuate. It's not like real product mm. value. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's that. Now I want to play you a song. Have you heard the Jeffrey Bezos song? No. Okay. So I'm not going to play the whole thing for copyright issues, but I do want to say this is, um, was written by uh, Bo Burnham in his comedy series. Oh. And so it's it's written in a comedic fashion. I'm actually going to not play the verses because it's 
um, more inappropriate than necessary <laughs> poking fun at, at Jeff Bezos. But the first part is catchy enough. So I'm going to start us. Let's hear it. Let's start us there and we'll see how this goes. Okay. Like it so far. Right? 80s. Oh gosh, sorry. My apologies. Wait. Before Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Pave the way, put your back into it. Tell us why, show us how. Look at where you come from, look at you now. And right there, I'm going to stop it. Oh, that got real profound. Yeah, you see the words. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love an electronic clap track. That's literally what it was. I'm sorry for my wine drunk abilities to play it for you smoothly. Playing YouTube's is hard. (laughs) (laughs) I became instantly stressed out. So (laughs) he has. That was a good tune, though. You liked it? Like yeah, Jeffrey good, Bezos. Good beat. You can dance to it. Don't you not You can do it. <laughs> Put your bag into it. Okay. So obviously he's coming to public eye. And uh, before I go there, I kind of wanted to talk about his beginnings though, because I think it doesn't get talked about as much. He did honestly come from a pretty humble beginning. If we talk about million billionaires, mm-hmm. like he didn't come from a bunch of money. He's not a, a Trump for lack of better, he wasn't given a bunch of money and then told and then made something out of that or lost it and then said he did uh he yeah right <laughs> if you followed all that okay <laughs> so he actually uh graduated from princeton university in 1986 he holds a degree in electrical engineering and computer science he worked on wall street and some kind of related fields and he ended up founding Amazon later in 1994. And it actually, I didn't even know Amazon was like a thing back then. It was Did a you? bookstore. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's what I learned. And I honestly had no idea. It was an online bookstore. Uh, and then it like later evolved into e-commerce. Oh, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. So, and then he later on then founded his Blue Origin space company, which apparently like as a child, he found that like he wanted to travel and be in space. So that was like a childhood sure dream. I'm sure he did. Did you? <laughs> okay. So, whew. is it hot in here? All right. <laughs> it's getting hot <laughs> in here. Uh, Uh, All right. So let's just kind of fast forward a bit. Um, He actually founded Amazon out of his garage and he did most of his initial meetings in a, uh, was it like a Barnes and Noble or something like that? Was he in California? I think so, actually. Uh, No, no, no. Seattle. Ah, He was in Seattle. Yeah. Um, So he wrote his business plan on a cross-country drive from New York City to Seattle ended up staying in Seattle. And that's where he kind of set up the company initially um, on an Indian reservation near San Francisco in order to avoid avoid paying taxes. Oh, great. Great. Hmm. I hope so, he gave them some kickbacks. I can probably say confidently that he didn't based on rude. Everything. Bezos. Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Um, 
He's been accused of being part of the ruination of Seattle. Do you, really? Would tell me more. For just making like the housing prices so astronomical, driving out the locals, mm-hmm. and then they come here, and then they That's ruin true. my life <laughs> in Spokane. Yeah, because they come here. Yeah, it's true. So he, there's a lot of. Um, I'm sure some of you Seattle transplants issues. are fine. <laughs> I'm originally from Snohomish in high school. It's okay. I'm originally from California. But it was in high school. Yeah, you're the worst. Everyone hates you. I know, but I came in 1991. (laughs) So that's okay. We're OG. I mean. We're not part of the problem. We're part of the solution. All I have to do is. Tell an Idaho friend that you're from California and it doesn't matter when you came here. That's okay. I experienced enough discrimination and stigma. Yes. That I should be allowed to stay. <laughs> I basically was hazed. That's how that works, right? Culturally hazed. You just feel like you should be able to stay. Um, I agree. <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk about Amazon a bit. So um, he kind of started and, and developed from this idea about um, like he did some sh- uh, like shareholder stuff and uh, he really was trying to make money. That was like his goal. And he created Amazon and there's a lot of criticism that has come from that. He has started book company, right? Expanded. Great. People got books. Great. 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 <laughs> great so far but there's a lot of like weird anti-competitive practices that he participates in Mm -hmm. that I think are becoming like a big a big part of why I feel guilty for ordering off of Amazon and it's hard because it's so mainstream right now that like even (laughs) I told someone that I was going to talk about this topic and they were like oh you're gonna get like put on a hit list because it's too okay right now still it's too okay the practices that are happening are being allowed to happen like it's not a past topic like where this has come to an outcome you know i have personal present struggles with amazon you know i everybody uses it well i even try when i'm gonna buy something to find a site off amazon i mean sometimes that that works and i can do that but the shipping is way longer way longer it's not two-day free shipping i mean free i pay for that but they they make it feel like you don't sometimes it's cheaper on amazon though yes well and And that's tough it's like well do i stick with my principles and spend more money out of my pocket or do i just go for the cheap convenient thing so that's 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 the thing that's the thing is that like they've learned how to be competitive and one of the one of the controversial practices i want to go through all of these because i feel like they're not talked about publicly yet because because people use it and they're ashamed i'm ashamed and so they don't pursue this information because it will make them feel worse about what they do so i'm going to talk about it and I have I'm, to throw away cardboard. And I'm sorry. I know my, like, I because don't, I don't it fit cardboard fit, in the bin. It doesn't like, fit into my recycling. I have too much. I have too much. And like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I never before have had too much cardboard to throw away no, every other week. And I can only make so many cardboard houses for Stella. I mean, she has a freaking castle at this point. My uh, cats like castles I'm so too. ashamed. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk. So. There was the one-click patent. The company has been- That is the worst. The one-click buying. (laughs) Right? It's so easy. 
So it's been controversial for its alleged use of patents as a competitive hindrance. So, so this is the best known example, Amazon's use of one-click patent against competitors like Barnes and Noble. Um, they basically made it where that like one click and you buy it. Yeah. Nobody else can do it so on february ah, that's why it's nowhere, nowhere else okay so there was a boycott in 2002 and on february 22nd 2000 the company was granted the patent covering an interbase customer referral system commonly called an affiliate program so what ended up happening is I was that wondering why there was, nobody else offers that there was protests about this one click patent that they had and they petitioned to avoid any attempts to limit further development of internet commerce, saying like, hey, you patenting this is reducing the ability for other people, to like you're, you're creating a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfair because it's so easy. buy things and forget? Yeah, I put it, I fill in cart. I'm sure <laughs> I have carts full of shit everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes I get a package. I'm like, what is this? Well, that's literally like my <laughs> a present for me. My anxiety self will go and like in person shop and then put things back. I don't have to do that. I can just put it in the cart and let it sit there and disappear forever. And they never knew I was there. How many things do you have in your safer later cart? Well, we my should compare. <laughs> to be fair, my dad and I share my same account. <laughs> and he sometimes like I'm ashamed by how much Amazon buying I do. <laughs> and he'll be like, Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff on there. <laughs> I have awesome. so much in my safe for later okay. cart. But this is why we need to talk about it because we don't talk about it. We do it anyways and we feel shameful, but like we need to maybe decide if we're going to continue doing it or not. Okay, so one click patent. I'm just gonna move past that now. It was like a thing. Um, it was protested, um, protests ended, and in 2003, the company was granted the patent method and system for conducting a discussion relating to an item on internet discussion boards, whatever that means. Okay, so <laughs> fine, great. Didn't we just learn that internet forums are bullshit? <sighs> They're a bunch of bullshit. Like, literally, that whole section ends with and... Great. And, and, and I don't nothing. trust Amazon reviews either because and there's been a lot in the nothing. news that those are fake. And so well, I try to sense. get other, other reviews, but then too. I don't trust Google reviews either. Who do you trust? I trust the picture that posts, the people that post pictures of broken shit delivered and the whole top was broken. Okay. And then I'm like, but are you just a troll? I mean, I'm going to tell you how many is in my safe. Are you going to do this right now? All right, yeah, let's pull it up and let's see. shame. I have shame 140 you. items oh my gosh. in my safe for later. Well, now I'm <laughs> curious. Hold on. This is going to be awful because it's going to be my dad and me, but mostly but so me. many useful things. Look at that frying it, pan. So you go to cart. Look at those great binoculars Wait, for Stella. So you go to cart and then what? Oh, I need to for sign later. in. I need to sign in. Hold yeah. On. Okay, hold on. I mean, so many useful I'm gonna things. I'm going to open my shame for you all. <laughs> I just disclosed. I know. 140 in my safe for later. And I actually do review my safe for later mm -hmm. and I'll delete things that I'm like, no, I don't need that. Anymore. I don't do that. I don't delete things. No, I like to clean up my closet quite frequently, Macy. Hold on. I'm approving myself in my <laughs> two factor. So those 140 things are legitimate save for laters. Okay. I I'm still interested in purchasing 158 items in my save for later. You have a lot of recliners. That's my dad. <laughs> recliners are definitely my dad. Kitchen cart was me, a matcha green tea powder, and a Japanese Yonomi teacup. That's cute. <laughs> That's me. So cute. So cute. Like I spent hours looking at that thing. 
puppy bed totally puppy my bed. dad uh, purple scientific premium highly accurate uh horticulture set definitely my dad oh my god here's pooping, pooping cats <laughs> calendar 2021 my Holy dad shit. my dad admitted that he put that in the cart for my birthday okay here's a big shame <laughs> i have the kim kardashian hair vitamins in my car i have a lot of computer <laughs> monitors and gloves vinyl gloves <laughs> for when i was really worried about things um <laughs> artificial sunflowers i don't know oh my gosh and i get really far this down this so list therapeutic right now this is really t- puppy pee pads i have a cornhole game puppy- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is embarrassing i have way too many <laughs> my poor dad put in this basket nani's biscotti pack and decided that he couldn't buy it i have the lego star wars lightsaber lot <laughs> I have an air purifier. My air is obviously not better now. Oh God. I have a lot of survival shit. I have a lot of men's socks <laughs> and office furniture. Okay. All right. This is hilarious. <laughs> I have a bird, there's a bunch of bird baths. I have the book, A Hundred Deadly Skills, The was- Seal Operative's Guide. <laughs> you can see like what phases of life we were No, this in. was like the beginning of the pandemic. Beginning of beginning of time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to get prepared. Oh, I also have The Prepper's Long-Term Survival Guide. Oh, wow. That's a good one. That's really good. Oh my gosh. I have so many large screen TV and a, a Suzuki boat motor. <laughs> Okay, all right. What? I need to get back to my topic. <laughs> I don't know. This is oh, fascinating, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of fire starters and emergency radio systems. I also have like a lot of outdoor furniture. <laughs> I have a lot of waterproof dry bags. Apparently, I have never. <laughs> For all the time I'm going to spend on the water like surviving. My outdoor furniture that I really. Okay. Um. <clears throat> well, that's embarrassing. Let's close that. This is why we're doing this, people, because we're oh embarrassing. God, I feel like our safe for later cards are like the truth of familia, though. Right. Yeah. It is. Okay. My <laughs> cat poop calendar. Like, no, that's embarrassing. Literally cats pooping. I'm embarrassed for you. Thank you. The fact that my dad actually put that in the cart for me. I actually, I'm, I remember <laughs> moving it to save for later. Oh, you <laughs> wanted it it had become it was 2022 at that point i'm like you missed the chance dad you can't i look away the pooping calendar when animals are pooping because i don't want to embarrass them by watching i mean i get that that maybe they should find a bush (laughs) i don't know okay all right anyways i'm just gonna condense some of this there's a lot (laughs) still spit there's a lot of things like that Like, there's like also that. a lot of price controlling so <laughs> why are you laughing i at don't me? know it's so funny you're making this so hard <laughs> um, follow- lazy boys and cat poop my mouth hurts following the announcement of the apple ipod <laughs> the apple ipad in 2010 the publishers entered a pricing dispute with amazon regarding electronic publications so Macmillan, the company for Apple, asked Amazon to accept a new pricing scheme it had worked out with Apple, raising the price of ebooks from $9.99 to $15. Mm-hmm. Amazon responded by pulling all Macmillan books, both electronic and physical, from their website. So mm-hmm. their, their whole thing was nope. And in 2014, Amazon and Hachette, 
Hachette became involved in a dispute over agency pricing. Agency pricing is when the agent, such as Hachette, determines the price of a book. Normally, however, Amazon actually discounts the disc dictates the discount of the book. So high profile authors become involved like Stephen King, John Grisham, they signed a petition saying we encourage Amazon in the strongest possible terms to stop harming our livelihood of these authors who've built a business. None of us, neither readers nor authors benefit when books are taken hostage. So basically what's happening is Amazon can discount at their own terms without it being dictated by mm. the publishers. They just really want to control the price point. Yes, yes, exactly. So on August 11, 2014, Amazon removed the option to pre-order Captain America, the Winter Soldier, in an effort to gain control over the online pricing of Disney films. Amazon had previously used similar tactics with Warner Brothers, Hatchet Book Group. The conflict was resolved later in 2014 with neither having to concede anything. And in 2017, Amazon again began to block pre-orders of Disney films just before Moana and Rogue One were due to be released. I love Moana. Isn't it good, right? It's super good. So there's this like obvious price control that they're doing um, that is hurting the actual people with the products. And I think we miss that because it's so easy and convenient. And we think like, oh, I bought it from someone, you know, it's not Amazon. You think it's a good deal and yeah. that's it. You don't look behind the scenes. Yeah. When like, okay, like, yeah, I got a discount, but maybe that discount is actually set by Amazon and it's hurting the person. I, mm. I watched a short video um, that talked about like, you know, I put hours into my craft, like the price is set mm. because of my not just the time I spent in making it, which is worth something, but also the years it took for me to get here. And I think that's like when we Ooh, talk about yeah. like counseling, right? Yeah, you have skills that take years yeah. to hone. And once you get those skills and the practice down, and it's like a combination of the two, it's not just what do you value this as? It's not about what you value this right, as. It's right. about what I value my own time and effort as. And if you deem that worthy of your purchase, great. If you don't move on, sir, yeah, move on. And that's what Amazon is taking away is the right of business owners to say like, this is this what, is I'm, what worth. I'm worth. Yeah. Yes. Heck yeah. Bezos. This is what I'm worth. Bezos. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be on a hit list. Okay. I don't care. We did the whole um, Scientology episode. I, that and actually, nobody has come back to kill us. We were scared about that. I, I was scared. I was legitimately worried. I like, was legitimately worried too. And we're fine. We're, I mean, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're friends. Okay. So Amazon has also raised concerns by being both the owner of a dominant marketplace and the retail seller in that marketplace. So this is when you see Amazon products next to uh, other products so one of the issues becomes their products being listed first like amazon recommended oh the amazon's choice amazon choice yeah i'm always skeptical i always yes. like narrow my eyes a little i'm like why are you recommending that is that ah. do you have some kind of kickback what's going on here so i never immediately trust it. amazon uses the data it gets from the entire marketplace data that's not available to anyone else to determine what products would be advantageous you know in-house and what price point question so, everything trust no one trust no one the company market produces under Amazon, so Amazon Basics, if you've heard about that, the private brand labels under Amazon, 
U.S. presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren, this was prior, uh, had proposed forcing Amazon to sell Amazon Basics and their Whole Foods market, where Amazon would then have to compete with other marketplace participants Ooh. as a brick and mortar retailer. Because they're saying like the fact that you're online um, and you don't have to pay for storefront is unfair to these brick and mortars. Like obviously you're going to make more money than them and that makes you a monopoly and get the fuck out of here. I know. Them. I was so curious when they bought Whole Foods. I was right. Like, What's this about? Right. Have you bought food from them? I haven't actually. Ooh. Not usually. Not I usually. Have. have you? A it's okay. Bit. A little is, bit. It's about showing our this shame. Is a safe place. I mean, if somebody says something mean about you, I'll delete it. <laughs> it is that what you're asking? Because I will. It's been mainly our friendship is more important that are to difficult to find locally in store. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I have this certain kind of couscous I really like, mm-hmm. and they don't sell it locally. Yeah. I learned about it when my sister came here from California and made it in my kitchen, and I became addicted to it. Mm. and i had to search it out and you can and amazon it. provides I mean, it in a and case that, and that's what i'm saying is that's the unfortunate part is that because they become so they're too good they're too good which too means good. that you may have to give up things that you've enjoyed my principles yes of couscous that's the best couscous though so third-party sellers have long accused amazon rent uh, of like rent seeking behavior, like steadily increasing the cost of doing business on their platform as well, mm. abusing their dominant market position of like everybody uses Amazon. So I want my product on there, but then they like consistently raise the prices on them, which is pretty mm. shady shit. <laughs> uh, and then there's EU antitrust charges. So the European Commission commenced an investigation in 2015 regarding clauses in Amazon's ebook distribution uh, agreements, which potentially breached EU antitrust rules making it harder for other ebook platforms to compete. The investigation was concluded in May of 2017 when the commission adopted a decision which rendered binding Amazon's commitments not to use or enforce these clauses. And I've seen this in other, um, I believe it was Australia as well. Like it's very clear that Amazon is breaching a lot of anti-compete type laws. And so other countries have like, okay, if you want to be here, you have to adopt, Mm. you know, get this out. This doesn't work for us. Um, And they're changing in in those places, but the U.S. doesn't. The U.S. is allowing this to happen. And it's a problem. Well, are there like side, like slip you a million here and there convos in the alley? Yeah. Between Bezos and... (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and so before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about, and actually, so my sister just recently um, quit a job working at an Amazon warehouse. So I looked up, cause this has come up too in the past with COVID is when I first heard about it for the treatment of workers. Have oh, you heard anything of yeah, it? Yeah, I, I remember that Good. where they were hiding the numbers of people initially that mm-hmm. had COVID. Yeah. So there's a lot of environmental issues Uh, There's a group known as The Face, which is former and current employees of Amazon. Face has regularly used social media to disperse their criticism. So the first one is that employee. Don't they sign an NDA? um, If they're, but that's like if you're employed. But I'm sure it. But they could be. 
anonymous i'm sure within the site itself well they're the ones that are going to be taken out i'm sure yeah they're violating their nda by any means i have not signed an nda me neither i've never worked there only buy their products what if i mean all they'd have to do is slip in a little statement in in, the the receipt and i would have no idea god damn it if we hear a drone outside the window (laughs) just hit the floor you hear pew pew amazon did it jeff bezos just hit the floor so, and I actually like, like Jeff Bezos for a little while, honestly, before I knew too much pre-COVID. I never trusted him. Okay. So Amazon has been cu- accused. Eyes. He does. It has been accused of mistakenly, mistakenly firing people on medical leave for no-shows, not, fi- not fixing inaccuracy in payroll systems, resulting in sections of both its blue-collar and white-collar employees getting underpaid for months and violating employee laws by deliberately denying unpaid leaves. So they've had a lot of history of opposition to trade unions, um, pretty historically, actually, from all the way back from like 2001, um, which, again, as we know from past podcasts and topics, unions are really there to protect employees' mm-hmm. rights. So they've been against that. Uh, there was a Amazon training video that was leaked in 2018 that stated, we are not anti-union, but we are not neutral either. We do not believe unions are the best interests of our customers or shareholders, or most importantly, our associates. Two years later, it was found that Whole Foods was using a heat map to track which of its 510 stores had the highest level of pro-union sentiment. What? Factors including racial diversity, proximity to other unions, and poverty levels in surrounding communities and calls to national labor relations boards were named as contributors Uh to, quote, unionization risk. Like, what is that shit? Are you kidding me? Whole Foods is very expensive. I know, but I mean, really? I mean, that's bullshit. The second you're tracking this, this is like Nazi Germany level stuff. Like, really? This you're going to start tracking if people are trying to get protection for themselves? Not okay. Stop it. I like that picture of the sticker on the back of the sign in Seattle saying, get the fuck out of our neighborhood, Amazon. Yes, it does. (laughs) Because like I said, like a lot of the original locals feel like it ruined the city because it drove housing prices Mm -hmm. up so high. And on December 2020, BuzzFeed News reported that the National Labor Relations Board accused Amazon for illegally firing a worker who urged for better working conditions during the pandemic. And according to BuzzFeed News, the National Labor Relations Board filed another complaint against Amazon for firing a former warehouse worker Courtney Bode. So there's been a lot of issues involving unions. Conditions are bad <laughs> in general. Um, there's They've had OSHA look into them over several um, issues. They've had um, Amazon say that they spent $2.4 million urgently installing air conditioning because of OSHA related issues about not having adequate air supply for their employees. Um, And in June, 2012, Amazon began in the installation of $52 million investment in cooling of its warehouses, a major cost for the company. Um, And now that it ships a lot of electronics and foods, temperatures are also really Mm. important. So they, I mean, I would like to assume it's for the employees, but there's, they also have they're selling more types of products that do rely on air temperature cooling too. Mm-hmm. 
So I also think that plays a role. Our Amazon distribution center out on the outskirts of town is enormous. Yeah. It's so giant. It is. It's huge. It's a huge building. And when I asked my sister, like, how was it working there? She goes, it's a miserable place to work. Oh. Miserable. Miserable was the word. Hopefully the pay and she was, was good at least. She was so excited. She did join in after the $15 an hour in Washington thing. Increase, so that's yeah. good. Or I think it was across the board. So in 2018, there was a worker strike that happened. Um, uh, Poland workers claimed an anti-strike law made it impossible to ne- negotiate a better salary. German workers have been fighting for over two years for a collective bargaining agreement. Italian workers have been highlighted have highlighted claims that Amazon routinely hires contract workers who aren't required to have benefits. And actually, I want to speak to that real quick. So um, Bernie Sanders called out Jeff Bezos at one point, like saying like the average salary was somewhere around like 26,000 a year. And Bezos kind of retorted back, well, that's misleading data because that includes our part-time employees. The response back to that was, well, you're hiring part-time employees to skirt your required, like to skirt the providing benefits Mm. to employees. So you hire so many part-time people instead of hiring less full-time people and giving them benefits. Uh, So they probably have a thing like if you're not at least 50%, you don't get benefits. Yes, exactly. So there was... um, like, okay, sure, but that doesn't mean that you're doing good. It just means you're skirting it in another way. And that's really what his thing has been from the very beginning when he tried to, like, I'm going to have my business on, you know, uh, Native American territory. That way I can evade evade taxes. Like that's been his MO from the beginning. It shouldn't shock us now. That's what he does. I continue to be shocked though. Are you? <laughs> because it feels so good buying like instant. I get it in two days and it's like Christmas every two days. What am I going to do? Right. Or Hanukkah. COVID-19, <laughs> obviously the pandemic, right? Amazon warehouses in the U.S. raised their hourly wages by $2 and announced that employees testing positive would be entitled 14 days paid leave. After a company state uh, statement that two employees in Staten Island had been infected, workers uh, workers there claimed the actual number was ten. Mm. So that's kind of starting to talk about the misleading information that was coming yeah, out. Yeah, I remember that they were accused of misportraying the numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, according to leaked emails, Amazon executives, including Jeff Bezos, held a meeting to discuss the implications for the company's image. One email from the general counsel describes. Um, uh, Smalls, who is the, gosh, who is that? Uh, he is the, because they had a meeting in New York with Democratic senators from a couple different states, but they, they, they quoted one of the members as being not smart or articulate. Oh, that's a handy way to explain that away. Right. <laughs> so um, again, I'm shaking my fist at you. Okay, so on May 1st, the day of the Amazon workers May Day protest strike, Amazon Web Services VP Tim Bray resigned in protest of the company's treatment of their workers. Weeks earlier, mid-April, Bray became troubled by Amazon's attack on and firing of warehouse workers for demanding safe working conditions and voiced those concerns with upper management. Bray previously supported the Amazon employees for climate justice and um, different shareholders who supported the Amazon climate action. Uh, He was one of 8,000 plus employees to sign that petition. Mm -hmm. 
So in 2014, a former Amazon employee, Kevin Varghese, went on a hunger strike about unfair policies. In November 2016, an Amazon employee jumped from the roof of the headquarters office as a result of unfair treatment That's at dramatic. work. Wow. Yes. And in 2020, Tim Bray, he resigned because of that as well, coming from the COVID-19. Um, and mm. I just wanted to say here too, that Amazon is one of the companies potentially directly or indirectly benefit, benefiting from forced labor um, in China. According to a report by Australian Strategy Policy Institute as a think tank party funded by the U.S. Department of Defense. Hmm. So there is something happening there as well that's kind of under under the radar. So honestly, (laughs) as you see me scrolling here, there's so much controversy. I can't even possibly get through it in one podcast. Everything from animal I mean, cruelty, this could be a book. items prohibited by UK law, uh, pedophile guides. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Maybe okay. you want me there. to hit that? Pops there. What is that? Okay. 2010, controversy arose over the sale of Amazon as an ebook by Philip R. Greaves entitled The Pedophile's Guide to Love and Pleasure, a, chi- oh. a child lover's code of conduct. Oh, God. Okay. I'm not for censorship, but that's not cool. No, readers <laughs> threatened to boycott Amazon over selling of the book, which was described by critics as a pedophile guide. Amazon, well, it says literally the pedophile's guide. So. Yeah, so it's pretty easy to define it that way. Um, Amazon defended the book, did then remove it though, and then reinstated it and then removed it again. So the president of the American Bookstore Foundation, if it's free expression, somebody, especially children, no. So, so here's the deal: is the American Booksellers Foundation of Free Expression argued that Amazon had the right to sell the book as it is not child pornography or illegally obscene, since it didn't have pictures. That was the the oh. line. On us, on the other hand. Enough is Enough Child Safety Organization issued a statement saying that the book should be removed and that it, quote, lends the impression that child abuse is normal. Well, there's that group, Man Boy Love Association, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. their whole thing is trying to normalize having Mm -hmm. pedophilic feelings Mm -hmm. and that, and they actually have put out in the past, like, guides like that, like, this is how you can do it without getting arrested, like, you can just sit at the bench at the playground or some fucking disturbing bullshit like that yeah the people for ethical treatment treatment of animals clown. this is where the animal abuse part comes in they they cited the removal of the pedophiles guide from amazon they wanted that too also urging the removal of books on like dog fighting from its catalog like are you really promoting these behaviors right or are you just providing education about it like where's yes. that line though? yeah that's probably a little tough sometimes i'm sure it is and you can see like they took it off they put it back on they took it yeah. off like yeah. they're trying to figure out too but i i feel like it has more to do with money um, than anything else um and there's no principles exactly so there's a lot of issues with counterfeit products as well they've been american copyright lobbyists have accused amazon of facilitating the sales of unlicensed cds and dvds particularly in the chinese markets yeah i've ordered stuff that yeah. i thought was one thing and then it turned out to be a total another thing i, I did that too where i'm like this wasn't the picture of what i ordered <laughs> yeah. but i'll take it i guess or like it said colgate but it looks like schmolgate <laughs> and i'm gonna share this part with you because i think it's gonna hit your feels a bit in 2009 it was publicized that some 
LGBT, so lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, feminist, two politically liberal books were being excluded from Amazon sales rankings. Excluded? Various books and media were flagged as adult content, including children's books, self-help books, nonfiction, and non-explicit self, or non-explicit fiction. This goes to your banned books I know. Everything's connected. George book? Yes, George, yes, Which is a kid's book. So there were many authors that weren't weren't ranked which makes them not show up on search lists and the change first received publicity on the blog author mark r probst thank you for looking at this who reproduced an email from amazon describing a policy of de-ranking quote adult material however amazon later said that there was no policy of de-ranking lgbt material and blamed the change on a glitch and then Uh, on a then on a quote embarrassing and ham-fisted cataloging error what does ham-fisted mean? And <laughs> now that sounds like adult content. And this affected affected fifty seven thousand three hundred and ten books. I'm gonna just blame everything. They also tried to glitch. blame a hacker at one point too. But like, okay, how can no? I'm gonna buy that George book because I want to see from. I want to. I want to look at it too. I want to look at it. Okay. Too, honestly, I'll buy it and I'll show you. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so like obvious a lot of practice issues. And then he went to space. Isn't that great? I hate that. Why why is that a bad thing? Why is this white older man going to space a bad thing? Why is this white older second richest man in the world? (laughs) Because it seems so self-centered. He said it was the best day ever. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Super Cool. He went with his brother. It's How a great, great day. Probably mm-hmm. to Froyo when he got back. Probably to Froyo. Yes. I just think like, why are you not promoting the exploration of space for all humanity? It seems so selfish. I mean, I've I feel like but all these rich old been, white guys are gonna leave all of us he behind. He said, "Quote: I've been waiting a long time to finally get up there, and he wants to do it again fast." Great. Cool. Great, awesome. I heard he didn't actually like go to space. It was like 10 minutes. Like it was total. right on the edge. Yeah, it was there. 10 minutes. So I just want to say that like he there's a lot of controversy because he makes a lot of money. Um, I don't have it in front of me, I don't remember what it's called, but uh there's a almost like like the most richest people in the world sign this declaration that they're gonna give away most of their wealth. Oh. And he is the only one of the richest people in the world who has not yet signed that. He just hasn't. It's really alarming that he hasn't. He has given to donation, like he has donated funds. So I don't want it to make it seem like he hasn't done that. But critics of that are wondering if that's possibly self-serving. Like Amazon paid no taxes. Fucking zero. I paid like $6,000 last year for my my small business. So like he paid nothing, which, and he hires lobbyists to get things in his, in his favor. Like he's very strategic and for him to choose not to sign this thing to give to like open, like he's creating or choosing where to send his money. Mm -hmm. Why? Which could be self-serving. Which could be very self-serving. Even if it's for tax write-off, that can be very self-serving. Yeah, it can all come back, circle back. Exactly. So I'm very against that he has not signed that agreement. Um, even his ex-wife has given up, I think it was over like uh, $6 billion um, to charity. 
it's just ridiculous that that um he doesn't subscribe i am such a big compassionate person about space and space exploration and i just think if all these old rich guys would quit competing against each other for the first dick in space like we could get something really can we get a vagina in space please let's get it going on an international level let's get an lgbt person in space let's collaborate (laughs) well and yeah so it's just it's like offensive that that like like it became like national news that one state's like primary workers at Amazon, like over half of them were on food stamps. Okay, like and that ended up leading to him paying fifteen dollars an hour. But like he's milking things as long as he can oh, for yeah. as cheap as he can. He's it's not all gonna do money. it until he's pushed into a And he recently stepped down from CEO to now being a board member. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I I try to not follow him that closely. The Bezos life. So he he did that, um, and I and he says to like kind of put his focus elsewhere. And I'm I'm curious where that's going to go. Um, in the past, he was really not known for working well with employees, so it makes sense to me that he find like he's going to distance himself. But he used to say things to employees like, "I'm sorry, did I take my stupid pills today? Are you lazy or just incompetent? Why are you ruining my life?" Like he actually hired a coach at one point because he was so bad at uh, communication, communication as skills. a human, as a human empathy. I would say would be. He really, so like his office workspaces, he does have things like the two pizza rule. Have you heard that? Mm -mm. That's where he believes that nobody, like meetings shouldn't have more than what two pizzas could feed. Okay. Small meeting. He also, nobody can present a PowerPoint from executive management, executive management. They have to submit at least a six page paper. He wants them to like critically think about it, Mm -hmm. not just present in bullet points. So like I'm mm. I'm seeing where he's going with that, right? Like he's not like a dumb guy. Like he yeah, wants no, the best. Obviously. obviously, he's got some kind of skills to get where he's at. He's very skilled. And then, but then at the same time, there's no free products for employees. Like you know how Google has like like they try to make all their, the perks, all the perks. His philosophy really is no perks. He doesn't like work life balance. He's the one that started talking about. Um, it being like more of like a harmony, like he, he didn't feel that they had to be separate things, mm. which I agree with, but I don't agree with how he's doing it. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's I the think thing. If your employees are going through hardship and like have a really tough job, but you're paying them a lot of money to make up for that, like that's like a good choice that they can make. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hate my fucking job, but I'm making a lot of money. Like it's a hard job. We, and we pay, we compensate the best we can for that. And there's resources available, blah, blah, blah. Um, But, you know, shuffling around to like pull out drawers of items to fill someone's shopping cart. And I think that's the part that like we miss. There are actual people when you order your dildo on Amazon that go into a drawer for that specific dildo, pull it out and put it into your account and ship it to you somebody's touching your dildo someone knows you bought that by the way or robots or robots all these shameful things that you've purchased but it arrives to your house in a box with a smile i know it's so strategic it's so like ah. 
but even his wording like to his employees again i don't have it there's like so much information i think their logo is genius i have to say by the way oh that smile yeah well when you have millions of dollars you can pay to have the best logo <laughs> it is like it's just ridiculous how strategic everything is which isn't well it's not all him i mean he has a team he has a team but he dictates everything or did dictate everything at least he was the dick and he got it he got it to this point but his whole thing his quote when he left was something along the lines of like basically anything can die and it takes like effort and energy to keep it alive which i definitely see like it's this constant like how how do i cut enough corners to keep it alive Mm -hmm. which i could see being hard in that market like like our business is something that is appealing to people like mental health, caring for people. It's much easier to sell the human behind that. How do you sell a store and make it feel human? You put a smile on the box and that does it. That's enough, I guess. And you have one click purchase. <laughs> one click purchase. Yes. And two day shipping. Yeah. Which is the two day shipping is it's quite enjoyable. Nice. Quite nice. Sometimes, I'm like, I can order this and I will have it in some, two days. Some sometimes places one get, day. it, get it same yeah, day, which is amazing. amazing. So that's where we are. It's a thing everybody's still involved in. Nobody's going to want to quit it yet. But I just want I just want to say we all knew this was coming. And that's a foreshadowing. And I'll just leave it at that. Dig deep, peoples. Dig deep. Well, I am actually looking forward to seeing how it works out when he gets the approval for the drones yes to be able to deliver within a half hour from the distribution centers that means we could go on amazon and order dinner and a movie and it'll be porch dropped in a half hour well and then that talks about like amazon delivery versus ups versus u.s postal service like that gets tied into how does that get here that fast i just want to see what happens with drone pirates yeah, because you know that's gonna happen. I saw. I watched one where like the guy had ordered some delivery food and it was being delivered by drone. It's like bouncing between the buildings before it got to his <laughs> window. But like, I mean, I would one hundred percent try it though. I would try it too. It's. I don't want it to clutter my airspace though, or hurt nature. The hard. So I'm like curious because I love technology and advancement, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, uh, how's that going to work? It's just too, he is too convenient. It makes it so hard for people to like, well, I could go back to Fred Meyer, I guess. Like I would spend, I would save, I can't even tell you how much money I would save if it weren't for Amazon. I spend so much more money because Amazon exists. And have you shopped at Fred Meyer lately? No. The one I go to anyway, they've, they've eliminated all but one human check stand mm-hmm. and so you have to go through the the long annoying line. fucking self-checkout oh uh, yeah that the line extends all the way back through the entire frozen food section do i look like i've been through this training i don't know how to do this it's which, horrible which, which barcode do i scan i don't know it's horrible how do i scan a vegetable <laughs> no that's annoying because you have to do item lookup i know I, I don't know how to do that i've never done it before but so but stores like Ste- sears jc pennies all point at amazon sears went out of business. well that's what i'm saying is like they <laughs> they point at amazon as reasons why they are have gone or are going out of business because it is so convenient it's a one stop yeah but 
here's my and thing. pandemic people are staying home he made so much money off of people and then put like what is your reason for then needing no taxes for then having under the table like charity stuff like why are you not putting that back into the people who are obviously hurting during that time and you're making money off of them that's scandalous because it's gotta go space I know it's like okay you and you say you spend what a billion dollars a year on your space company how about put that back in that's that's literally like if you make so much money you can't even think space is literally the the biggest thing you can think of because that's literally the space you can literally burn your money you can't burn your money faster than the jet fuel would burn it maybe that's what he burns in his rocket is his money jesus (laughs) All right. <sighs> well, I could vent forever and still order packages tomorrow, which is the sad part. I That's would like part. to not, I would like to get I'm off Facebook. I want to break Facebook first, honestly. And that's, I'm down any time, but we just got to get a group people to move to Instagram, which is also, <laughs> I'll just put it on, on my dad's account. <laughs> Go in there that way. <laughs> I get too many random old people, like 10 years ago, people reaching out to me anyways on Facebook, just because I'm present doesn't mean I'm there for you, by the way. I just do it for the podcast, like many things. Until next time. All forums are bullshit. And here I come, squirrel girl. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait a minute. What just happened? Hold on. Oh, no. Hold on, what is all this? Oh my god. What is all this? Oh, I'm on the wrong computer. Oh god, you give me a panic oh attack. You give me a panic <laughs> attack. I'm like, don't tell me that we're that. Squirrel girl! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>